garments in a washing machine, meandering from this side of the street to the other in an unpredictable, never-ending cycle. The two tall men kept eyeing the crowd. They were looking for someone. There, said the dark-haired man. They both saw her. She was young, very pretty, but also very unsettled, looking this way and that, a camera in her hands and a stiff-lipped expression on her face. The two men hurried through the crowd and stood beside her. She didn't notice them. You know, the dark-haired one said to her, you might try looking over there. With that simple comment, he guided her by a hand on her shoulder toward one particular booth on the midway. She stepped through the grass and candy wrappers, moving toward the booth where some teenagers were egging each other on and popping balloons with darts. None of that interested her, but then some shadows moving stealthily behind the booth did. She held her camera ready, took a few more silent, careful steps, and then quickly raised the camera to her eye. The flash of the bulb lit up the trees behind the booth as the two men hurried away to their next appointment. They moved smoothly, unfalteringly, passing through the main part of town at a brisk pace. Their final destination was a mile past the center of town, right on Poplar Street, and up to the top of Morgan Hill, about a half mile. Practically no time at all had passed before they stood before the little white church on its postage stamp lot, with its well-groomed lawn and dainty Sunday school and service billboard. Across the top of the little billboard was the name Ashton Community Church, and in black letters, hastily painted over whatever name used to be there, it said, Henry L. Bush, Pastor. They looked back. From this lofty hill, one could look over the whole town and see it spread from city limit to city limit. To the west sparkled the caramel-colored carnival. To the east stood the dignified and matronly Whitmore College campus. Along Highway 27, Main Street through town, were the storefront offices, the small-town-sized Sears, a few gas stations at war, a true-value hardware, the local newspaper, several small family businesses. From here the town looked so typically American, small, innocent, and harmless, like the background for every Norman Rockwell painting. But the two visitors did not perceive with eyes only. Even from this vantage point, the true substratum of Ashton weighed very heavily upon their spirits and minds. They could feel it, restless, strong, growing, very designed and purposeful, a very special kind of evil. It was not unlike either of them to ask questions, to study, to probe. More often than not, it came with their job. So they naturally hesitated in their business, pausing to wonder, why here? But only for an instant. It could have been some acute sensitivity, an instinct, a very faint but for them discernible impression. But it was enough to make them both instantly vanish around the corner of the church, melding themselves against the beveled siding, almost invisible there in the dark. They didn't speak, they didn't move. But they watched with a piercing gaze as something approached. The night scene of the quiet street was a collage of stark blue moonlight and bottomless shadows. But one shadow did not stir with the wind as did the tree shadows.
and neither did it stand still as did the building shadows. It crawled, quivered, moved along the street toward the church, while any light it crossed seemed to sink into its blackness as if it were a breach torn in space. But this shadow had a shape, an animated creature-like shape, and as it neared the church sounds could be heard, the scratching of claws along the ground, the faint rustling of breeze-blown membranous wings wafting just above the creature's shoulders. It had arms and it had legs, but it seemed to move without them, crossing the street and mounting the front steps of the church. Its leering, bulbous eyes reflected the stark blue light of the full moon with their own jaundiced glow. The gnarled head protruded from hunched shoulders, and wisps of rancid red breath seethed in labored hisses through rows of jagged fangs.